You're going to want to hear this. Our next in-person mastermind is coming up and we're doing things a little differently. Tickets are available to everyone. No membership required. Picture this, a day and a half of learning, networking, and problem solving with like-minded law firm owners who are as passionate about building the best law firm possible as you are. We'll kick things off with a presentation from sales and marketing expert, Dave D. If you don't know Dave, be sure to go back to episode 605 of the Maximum Lawyer podcast to hear him share how lawyers can stand out in a crowded market. Following his keynote and Q&A are the Mastermind Hot Seats. Every attendee has the opportunity to dive deep into their business obstacles with their mastermind group and coach. There's nothing like the energy of being with other driven law firm owners who are just as committed to their success as you are. We believe that nothing beats working on your firm in person, so join us in Charlotte on July 15th and 16th. This is your chance to break through barriers, gain fresh perspectives, and accelerate your law firm's success. Visit MaxLawEvents.com for full event details and to grab your ticket today. Run your law firm the right way. This is the Maximum Liar Podcast. Your hosts, Jim Hacking and Tyson Mutrix. Let's partner up and maximize your firm. To the show. Welcome back to the Maximum Lawyer Podcast. I'm Jim Hacking. And I'm Tyson Mutrix. So I want everyone to think about Al Pacino in Godfather 3, and Tyson has a great impersonation of him, so let's hear it. <laughs> I don't know if I can pull it off again. They keep pulling me back in. <laughs> exactly. So just when I think that I'm out, they keep pulling me back in. So, by the way, Jim was be saying that sarcastically. We're not saying that's a really good impression. <laughs> just so people don't don't expect a really good impression. So, what I'm talking about and what we're talking about is that situation that we find ourselves in as law firm owners, at whatever size we are, where we get used to other people doing a job or a task or filling a role in leadership or some, some pretty high-level role in the firm. Maybe it's your first associate. Maybe it's your office manager. It can be anybody, but it's, it's when you get into that nice, comfortable spot where everything's humming along, and then something happens. Somebody quits, somebody leaves, and, and you find yourself pulled back in to these roles that you've had in the past and now you're seeing that maybe they're, they weren't doing things the way you did it. You, you, they might have made it better. You might have to learn how to do something or relearn how to do something. It's just such an interesting time that we haven't really spent a lot of time with or speaking about on this show that I thought it would make a nice topic for today. Love the topic. I'm currently in that spot right now. I'm, I'm assuming by, by you having the topic that you, you're doing something similar right now. It's... It is one of those things where I actually had convinced myself I was like I was I, I'd I'd gotten beyond it because it's it's kind of like swimming against a tide, and you're you, you've gotten to the gotten to the shore and you're like okay I'm good I'm like walking on the sand and I'm like walking up towards the beach and I'm I'm good right but and then a big wave comes and drags you right back in and I I feel like I was kind of walking on the sand back up to the beach. And then we had a, you know, we had a, an attorney resign, and we. So I'm right now. I'm in the. I'm. I've taken over 
red team, which is our biggest team. It's got hundreds of cases in it. And because we're, it's one of those things where we did, we had two weeks, but you, we have a, we have a long hiring process. You know that and it's fine. Like everyone's rallied around it, but I think there's a lot of what you're talking about resonated quite a bit where I looked in and like, she, she was following the process on some things, but like there are certain things that just were not being done the way they're supposed to be being done, supposed to be being done. And, but it's what I think is really interesting is about it is, is that I'm able to take those examples and it's actually strengthening the team. So it, it's, it sucks. It's going to suck for me for the next month or two. That's fine. And I told, I told the team, I was like, as long as you'll, I'll do this as long as you'll need me to. Okay. I was like, I was like, I, I'm not afraid of work, of, of working hard. So whatever you'll need, I'm, I'm willing to do it. And I just told him like, it's, we are sacrificing quite a bit because we're not, the, the expansion's going to have to take sort of a backseat. We're in the middle of a massive systems migration. Luckily, we've got a systems team that can help manage those things. But that is the, that is the benefit of having a lot of, a, a, you know, a big team is having people that can kind of fill gaps. But it is, what it might, the point I was going to make was, was really interesting is, is that I'm able to take the examples of, this is not how we do it. Like things were being done the wrong way. And then, show the other teams and they're like, Oh, uh, and, and they, they're able to learn from it. And then the team gets strengthened as, as a result of it. So I think there's a lot of positives that are coming from it, but this is a very timely topic. It's going to suck for me for a couple of months. That's what you said. And I think that's really the, where you end up. And, and the question is, can we build a law firm that can sustain that? I mean, the, the problem is you don't want to over, you don't want to have too many people and you don't want to have people sort of waiting around for someone to leave, but you want to try to build your firm in a way that it can absorb it. Certainly having extra people there and certainly having systems for getting new people up to speed help minimize that. But I think we have to just say out loud the part that you just said out loud, which is it's going to suck for you for a couple months. And the, the, the quickest thing to do, I think, is or the most important thing to do early is to say to yourself, this is not going to be like this forever. And I've I've really enjoyed the benefits of having that person be here. I'm bummed that they're leaving. We are going to make it stronger and better and, and having me back involved in this particular department. So for me right now, that's intake. Our intake attorney who was running the department uh, resigned. And so, and that was very unexpected. So I find myself back in helping the intake team for a while. And when we're done with this call, I have a meeting with them about what our plan is to sort of put someone else in in that position and sort of transition and it's i don't want to just jump to solving 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 i want to acknowledge for everybody that we all go through this and that it is hard and that it, it is a bummer and you do feel sort of like someone is taking something from you and it's it's a loss well yeah and i i, I think part of acknowledging this is that i mean i went in and i and one of the things i've learned from this is that you got to go beyond the the numbers. Got to get dig deeper than the KPIs, and you have to sometimes you have to sometimes be that principal that sits at the back of the classroom and actually monitors the teacher. Because what I've what I what I'm realizing is is that I wouldn't have learned a lot of the issues with some of these cases if I had not actually gone through the cases. And I I, I think we need to have a more active role. There needs to be another set of eyes that is going through the cases actively. And we've, we're putting in, we, we, we actually have got some protocols that we're going to put into place to help address some of the issues that I'm seeing here. Like Jim, there are, 
right now in, in the one team, this is one team, the other teams, uh, they actually are doing fine in, in Discovery, but this one team has 12 disco- cases with Discovery overdue, like 12 cases. Like, that's insane. That is absolutely insane. And like, what's interesting is like, we've been able to chop it down. It was more than 12, by the way, but we've been able to chop it down quite a bit. And I'm happy to say by the end of this week or next week, it'll all be done. But there were like little things that were not just being, it's weird how little things then lead to big things. And and I, I, one of the, the major lessons that I've, I've been trying to convey to the team. And I think that they're, they're getting it is, is that it's not It's not just that the discovery is late. And by the way, for those of you that may be concerned in States with like very strict discovery deadlines, Missouri is fairly loose when it comes to the discovery. There might be a motion to compel or whatever, if that, if that does happen, but it's, it's not, it's going to hurt the clients or anything other than slow down the case. But it's not, and I think that we can we can take this discovery example, and I think many people can apply it to many other areas of their law firms. So, for example, you are late on discovery because you didn't do a couple small things. Like there was a set of discovery, Jim, that was all done. It just had not been sent to the other t- to the other side. It was one hundred percent done, and and so so not taking that one action. Here's what it leads to, right? Whether it's you know all being done or not, but you you get an email from opposing counsel that you then have to respond to. Okay. So you have to respond to that, e- that email. That's an additional communication that you're going to have to take. All right. And then you, ha- you have to ad- ask for additional time. All right. So let's say you get 14 days, 14 days goes by. They send you a golden rule letter. You, you have to respond to the golden rule letter. Then what happens is, is that they file their motion to compel. All right. They file the motion to compel and you have to show up to court right? You show up to court, you get an extension again, you get the extension, and then you you finally get the discovery done. But you've taken all these additional actions. Whenever you if you just would have done the thing at the beginning, you've saved yourself hours. But because you didn't do that one little thing, you've now cost yourself several hours, which then snowballs into other cases. And, and I think that we can apply that same principle to anything, whether it's leads, whether it is, you know, Payroll, whatever the th- whatever it is, I think we can apply that to several different principles. So, that's that's the interesting part is that when the the boss comes back or the owner comes back and looks around, and they notice that things aren't the way that they are, then you have to. I mean, of course, we always say everything comes back to us. Everything's our responsibility. Things are the way they are because of us. So then you ask yourself, well, how did my systems fail that we didn't get that I. Are you tired of the marketing guessing game? Does your website feel more like a digital billboard than a client magnet? If you're nodding along, you're not alone. And it's time to stop the uncertainty and start getting real results. Let's talk about your marketing spend. Are you just shelling out money every month and crossing your fingers? Do you ever wonder what impact your marketing is really having on your revenue? Well, it's time to take the guesswork out of the equation with Rise Up Media. We've been working with them for over a year, and the feedback from our fellow members has been fantastic. Rise Up Media is here to take your marketing to the next level. They'll even perform a full audit of your online presence, giving you the good, the bad, and even let you in on what your competition is up to that you're missing out on. And the best part, there's no obligation, no catch, no pressure. If you decide to work with them, their contracts are month to month. That's right. No long-term commitments tying you down. So what are you waiting for? To learn more about how Rise Up Media can transform your firm's 
visit riseupmedia.com forward slash maxlaw and rise is spelled with a z riseupmedia.com forward slash maxlaw didn't know until she left that discovery was overdue in 12 cases or in our situation that we had <clears throat> certain cases that were languishing amani's back in some casework and that some cases were languishing and the clients were sort of unhappy and so then then you have to go back and attack your system so there's always an opportunity in hardship there's always a chance to get better but you do sort of have to say to yourself hey what's my role in this what where was i dropping the ball even before, before this person left and and maybe sometimes it's a blessing that they left because it might keep you from committing malpractice yeah i to me it's my fa- like actually that's my favorite part of all this is that i'm i'm saying okay we could we could easily shore this up here and we could easily shore this up there like it's there's most of them are like actually small, pretty like pretty small tweaks, is is what they 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 are for the most part. And I, and I, I actually think it's 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 actually one of those things that to me it's almost refreshing. I actually it's like oh okay cool like I, I get a I'm got an inside look on this. We can tweak our systems and 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 make them a little bit better. But I'm curious like what you've learned from having to go back and like kind of dive back into things. What like what are some of the things that you've picked up from it? Well, I'll get to that in a second, but I do want to say one thing, and that is this might not surprise you, but I used to get real mad when this would happen, right? Like I used to get real mad. Really? Jimmy get mad, huh? I know. It's hard to believe. But yeah, you know, I would get mad that I was getting dragged back in. I thought, oh, here I am polishing the silver again. I'm a terrible boss. You know, this is... This is my fate in life to have to do, I mean, for you, to have to, if it was you, to do discovery for the rest of my life. Or I have to do these DS-160s at the National Visa Center for the rest of my life, you know. And, of course, that's why I loved what you said right out of the boxes. This is going to suck for me for a couple months because, like you said, you, you do short up. You do short up and you do you know, figure out ways. I mean, the cool thing is, is that your new fresh set of eyes watching how people are doing things around there. And then when they realize that you're there to help, it it does build the bond and it shows that you care and there's lots of benefits to it. But what I've learned, uh, one thing I've learned, in fact, it was yesterday is that sometimes I get stuck. So this intake situation, I, I want to give it to the new person all fixed, cleaned up, and ready to go. And because of that, I'm holding on to it for too long and not giving her the chance to help me fix it. In other words, I want it to be perfect before I hand it off. But sometimes you can't do that. And so because of that, it was sort of holding me back in moving forward because I wanted to give it to her perfectly. And I felt guilty for having to give it to somebody not perfectly. So we sat down and figured out, you know, what are you, what's Jim going to do? What's Maho going to do? What's Susie going to do? And and that's sort of what we're what we're doing. I wonder how much of like, with what you're talking about is is that you like I think I think the way that most firms and teams and firms are formed is like you kind of just you form them and you sort of figure it out <laughs> like it's and, and I wonder if like it's it's a lesson that maybe we should go back more often. And because that's the way teams are formed, that we go back and we revisit it to see like more often, let's look at these a little bit more often to check and see how things are going. Uh, that way we can revise things a little bit quicker as opposed to waiting so long. Like we, like we probably typically do. 
Well, I think that's a, I mean, that's a really interesting point, and I think there should be something along those lines because in a different department that I'm not, that there's not a sense of urgency, everybody's still there, everybody's doing really well, it's our lawsuit department, is I've just been, I started at the top, tell me how you do your job from start to finish. And we have spotted probably between 15 and 20 substantive things that we can do in their workflow to make their life a whole lot better and to make them much more efficient. So, I mean, there's an argument to be made, I think, if it's the owner or someone on the leadership team, to just go from department to department on a routine basis, almost pretending like somebody left and creating that sense of urgency and that sense of fix-itness and let's, let's make things better on a routine basis, I think that's, you know, that's probably a really good thing to do. Yeah. What's it? It's really interesting. It's, and I, I do, I do have a little bit of doubt with what you just proposed and I'm, I I think it's a good idea. I think it's a little bit of doubt. You said a little bit of doubt, doubt, because here's why I, I, what's what one of the major things I've learned is, is like people are loving, like they're, they love seeing me get in and roll my sleeves up and get shit done. Like I've like, like I've had several messages from teammates, like the team members saying, "Hey, like, hey, like this is awesome!" Like, like, like they just love seeing the action, like, and things getting done. But I think that if, because I think that's like, I'm in the trenches with them. But if you're the owner and you come in and you're you're sitting next to them, I my my worry is a little bit that they're thinking that you are micromanaging them, like that you'll you may hear, hear that term, and you're not really. That's not what you're doing. But so. My, I think my advice to people would be like, make sure that it's very clear to them that you're going in there to help improve things, and it's and it's it's more of like an improvement of the firm and not necessarily an improvement of the attorney or the of the team. It's it's to make everyone better, and then that way they don't feel like they're being micromanaged. Well, I think micromanagement is more about taking over particular cases and telling them do this, do that. I think this is more structural, and so I do think one of the reasons people get jazzed about when we come back and sort of fix things is one is that we're the owners. So we can cut through a lot of bullshit and just say, just make it. So just make it now, make it fast, you know, and it's just, otherwise they have to like run it through a committee and talk to all these other people. But when we come back, we can just go, that's dumb. Let's not do that anymore. Yeah. Like, and there is something we should teach our people to be more, more quick about making decision makings and decision about making decisions anyway. Like, it, it, what's interesting is like some of the things I'm seeing, and I, and I wonder how much you see this on your side. Is where it's just like, it's the resistance to make a decision. Where like it's kind of they're kicking the can down the down the road a little bit. And like on a bunch of these cases, it's just the can was kicked down the road, as opposed to picking up the can and putting it in the trash. You know, like like doing something with the can as opposed to kicking it down the road. So I mean, or do you see much of that whenever you step into a team? Because that, that's what I'm seeing with this team. Well, my friend. This is our curse as law firm owners, because if your law firm is like my law firm, you have a lot of high fact finders, a lot of high follow through, sort of personally conservative. In other words, they don't like a lot of change. They don't like a lot of mayhem. And so, you know, they want to explore all the possibilities. They're lawyers, they're paralegals, they're, you know, detail oriented. So, yeah. So, yeah, for sure. I see that a lot. And sometimes people tell me this stuff and I'm like, are you, are you kidding me? (laughs) Are you, you need you need ten days to do that. I mean, really? Yeah. So for sure. You know, Alex Hermosi. He was interviewed the other day. Really, the video was released the other day, 
and he was he was talking about the difference between like like why there's some people that are like like worth hundreds of millions of dollars and some people that are worth like you know substantially less. He's like, well, like a decision like that takes you a month or two to make, where you say, I'll I'll make that decision at the end of the week, or I'll make that decision next month, or we'll 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 get this done by next month. I say we're going to do it by the end of the day, like, and so, like I'm I'm working, I'm getting these things done substantially faster. Whenever it's taking you years to get some things done, it's taking me weeks, and I was like, that's a, it's, I think that's a really powerful lesson where like just what what. I, whether the decision's wrong or not, you'll figure it out pretty quickly. Just make the decision and then keep moving and then empowering your team to do those. And, and what, and you know, it's, it's not just our team members either, but like us as well. Like if you need to add another team, add another team, do it now, stop waiting. Or if you need to replace a team member, replace that team member now. So when you go in there and you look at these teams, make those decisions now, as opposed to waiting a year, because you're, you're just delaying your, your success and delaying your progress. I was just looking up a quote from General Schwarzkopf. When placing command, take charge. Making decision is the only way to move forward. Yes, even incorrect decisions. A person who makes a thousand wrong decisions is better off than a person who makes no decisions at all. Because once you make a decision and start action, then you can tweak it and ba- make it better as you go. If you get stuck, you get stuck. And so, yeah, I mean, that's 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 a hard thing is just getting that sense of urgency and getting people to move and Every time I slow down, I make less money. Every time I go faster, I make more money. Go faster, baby. All right, we do need to wrap things up. Anything else? Any final thoughts on this? No, just other than to tell people, you know, we're all in this together. We all have this phenomenon. We all experience this sense of loss and sadness when people leave. And then when we find ourselves having to do things that we thought we were past doing, you know, when you're the owner, you you don't want to be doing all this lower level stuff forever, but you also want to take the opportunity that you have to make your firm better and to do it sort of in a in an accepting and a happy place. Love it. All right, let's wrap things up. Jimbo, before we do, before we get to our tips and our hacks of the week, which are going to be amazing, I'm sure. If you don't mind leaving us a five-star review, we would greatly appreciate it wherever you get your podcast. If you get something from this podcast, we would love it if you'd help us share the word by giving us a review. Please do that. We would greatly appreciate it. And then join us in the, in the big Facebook group. There's just a lot of great information always being shared. And if you want to hang out with, with us and some other guild members that are amazing, go to maxlawguild.com. We just got back from Miami and that was an awesome trip. I loved it down in Miami. got to see a lot of great guild members. So join us at maxlawguild.com. Jimmy, what's your hack of the week? My hack of the week comes straight from that guild mastermind, and that is our friend Brett Trembley came and presented on his book, 24 Months to Freedom. It's all about his theory that if you don't have an assistant, you are the assistant, and you're doing all that sort of lower-level work that you need to pass down to other people. I thought he had a really great presentation on the topic of working with VAs or working with assistants or scaling up and, and leverage, and I think that it's a nice quick read. You can probably read it in about two hours, so the next time you're on a flight, just grab the book. I'm sure Brett will send it to you and you can figure out ways to, to optimize yourself and leverage yourself. Yeah. If you just, go, I think if you go to their website, you can get it for free. So I, I know you can get the, the PDF for free, but the, I'm sure the physical version too. I know the last time he, he presented at MaxLawCon, he gave away a free, an actual free physical copy of a book of another one he wrote, but that is a good one. You know what? I'm going to go, I'm going to switch mine up. I was going to give another one, but based on what you just said, I'm going to give 
and I posted this in the guild, something Marco Brown said, I think it came from a book. Someone said it came from a book, but I don't know which book it came from, but treat every hour that you work out and every hour that you sleep as worth $10,000. And he said, it's probably worth substantially more than that. If you really think about it, it probably is. But if you do that, if you, if you think about them as being worth $10,000, you're, you're far more likely to do them. And I will, I mean, I, using that, I've, I've actually been focusing more on my sleep. Like my, my working out is scheduled, right? That is easy for me. Like that's easy because it's scheduled up, but it's the, it's the part where I've got to go to bed at a certain time and forcing myself to do that and viewing it as worth $10,000. I'm far more likely to do it. So I uh, thank you, Marco, for sharing that. I thought it was amazing. And hopefully people get something from that. But Jimmy, as always, super fun. Can't wait to uh, talk to you more today. Thanks for listening to the Maximum Lawyer Podcast. To stay in contact with your hosts and to access more content, go to MaximumLawyer.com. Have a great week and catch you next time.